0: You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast.
1: This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was sponsored by The Curious Lounge in Reading and Ticket Pass, the ethical ticketing company. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. It is the Berkshire Football Stories podcast from the Football and Berkshire team. I'm Tom Canning. I am here with Dan Walkley. Hello, Dan.
2: Hello, good morning.
1: And special guest, Scott McNeish, to talk about all things Slough Town and their rise and rise and rise. Scott, quick question. Are you going to get back to the National League for the first time since whenever it was?
0: Well, it would be extremely difficult if we did go up. I could see it being a bit like what how Oxford City are doing at the minute, but um the ambition is definitely there um <laughs> when, when it when it comes, you'll have to accept it so
1: whether it's a good idea or not is another question entirely.
0: exactly. A lot of things would have to change yeah from where we are at the minute, so yeah, we'd love to be back up there.
1: Well, we'll um we'll, we'll discuss uh, we'll discuss Slough in a minute. I've just looked on the ever reliable FCHD. Nineteen ninety eight was the last season in the top tier of non league yeah. football. Um, so, uh, what have we got today? We are talking Slough Town last night's fixtures. That's Tuesday night's results. Even um, Dan's going to tell us a little bit about a cup match he watched at the weekend, but not quite sure what cup it was. We do know who was playing. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, food poisoning at Reading Women, um, and, and see how see how that goes. Uh, a little bit of a look across um, the Slough Town Women's team, um, who are who are top of the league, and any other business that we can pick up. Um, I don't think we had any responses to our call out the other day last week for uh, worst conditions you've ever played in, um, but Scott, we might have a bit of time <laughs> talking about that sort of thing for uh, Windsor Royals as well, which is always good fun. All right. Um, so uh, where should we start um tuesday night maidenhead united lost 1-0 at home to ebbs fleet united um i think that was a bit of a surprise there is not a lot in that division um in terms of uh top to bottom um that that drops uh, that drops maidenhead right back down to 18th um and looking over their shoulder again which uh, i'm sure um various friends of this pod uh, won't be massively pleased about that's five points above the relegation zone um it it is that that national league division is incredibly tight as the national league south was last season i'm always baffled by the idea that hungerford town last season finished bottom on 40 points which i think normally is is quite a decent points tally but talking of the national league south uh slough town um have just extended the contract of manager Scott Davies. They are upwardly mobile and they had a really decent draw at Worthing on the south coast. Scott, take us away.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the conditions in Worthing were probably the worst I've encountered as regards to, you know, very high gusty winds and swirling rain, Um which meant it was a game of two halves. Basically, I'd say Slough probably had the most chances in the first half and uh, then turned around with worthing pretty much dominating the second half
1: um, in in terms of um it, we were just talking before and, and uh and yeah there were there were reasons for the domination in either half weren't there
0: yeah the, the win it was just it just didn't allow you to try and get out of your own half it was that strong and so you know, <laughs> um the goalkeepers especially struggled you know taking goal kicks i know worthing a good footballing side and they tried to play it out from the back all the time. So it didn't really affect them. But then even trying to play it along the ground was causing them problems because we yeah. were pressing them so high.
1: And, and obviously you had a you had a replacement goalkeeper last night. You had Hugo Subti from Ascot United, previously of Windsor. Um, yeah. Well, it will be well known to to some of the fans as well. How did he do?
0: Yeah, he did exceptionally well. I mean, um, Scott, he said that he'd only... Um, knew he was playing at twenty to seven. Oh wow, <laughs> which is astonishing. So the fact that I'm sure he probably knows a few of the players, but the fact <laughs> yeah. that he's never trained with them and you know doesn't know how they play that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. makes it even even uh, it makes it even better on him.
1: So was was the the Dan Lincoln into injury late on, or was it
0: known? I think he must have failed a fitness test because right. um, at the end of the game on Saturday at Ma- against oh. Maidstone. Um, Scott Davis ended up having to take free kicks because yeah, um, I think he had some sort of strain, a thigh strain, so he obviously succumbed to that. So yeah, yeah, but full credit. I mean, he was really unlucky for the goal as well because uh, I think a slow player hit it off um, the actual Worthing striker, and it just evaded his. I think he actually got fingertips <laughs> to it, and it right. sort of just crawled over the line.
1: And and what do you make of uh, what do you make of Scott's um, contract extension? Obviously, ordinarily, when a manager goes in after following um, uh, following a manager or managers in this case um, who have had such uh, such an impact on a team, it's usually an absolutely thankless task, and they're gone within a couple of months. Um, What do you make of Scott's what Scott's done, and what do you make of the extension?
0: It's well, from Slough fans' view, it's the best news ever. Um, When Bakes and Unders left, you you begin to worry because um, the, the thing about Bakes and unders was they were all about, you know, stability. You know, they usually keep a core group of players and they get results that way. Um, with Scotty, you know, it's a, a new venture for him. Never been a manager before. You've always got that worry in the back of your head whether or not he can emulate them. But he's been terrific. I mean, the, the first six, seven games of this season uh, were just because the team hadn't gelled yet, you know, a lot of new players. Mm. But the results after those games speak for themselves. I mean, I think on form-wise, we'd be third in the table. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's terrific for the club. We've got that um, with with players knowing that he's now in charge for another two and a half years. We can attract more players and retain the ones we've already got
1: it's um it's a real it's a real opportunity for the team isn't it and uh, and, yes. and i think do 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 you think that do you think there's an expectation of the playoffs now or or is it is it a matter of time
0: i think some i think we're, we're quite level headed i think i think mm. if the playoffs come along then we'll be absolutely delighted but i think there's a few of us who think that you know just mid table will will be an excellent achievement considering some of the teams we're up against this year yeah,
1: yeah, and it's it an incredibly difficult division, isn't it? It's it's it is, um, yeah. It's it's so tight and 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 the national like it 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 almost um, it, it it speaks for itself really the, the the competitive nature of 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 the top division and the national league south. I don't know about the national league north. I don't spend any time looking at that one whatsoever. So, so yeah. that could be the uh, the outlier here and be really 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 easy. Um, but certainly the mm-hmm. national league south south really isn't. And as you say, when you look at some of the teams in there, yeah, um, and 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 who's in there, you know, you, Bath City, Yeovil, Maidstone. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that resilience. And... Yeah, Torquay United. Yes, I hadn't even, uh, even picked up on Torquay, <laughs> but you know, Dover Athletic. Not that long ago, were were a very strong, yeah. strong side, and you can see why. Perhaps, um, and, I, and I'm picking an example here, but you can see why perhaps that a team like Taunton Town might get in get themselves in trouble because yeah. to me they they've sort of historically been a, a step three four side. Suddenly, they're in the National League South trying to compete, and and we've all seen the news that came out of there recently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's such a mismatch of like um, full time and part time (laughs) teams. Yeah, you know it seems to be getting more and more professional with teams deciding they want to go full time to try and get up into the national league. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, Scott, thanks for that. We'll we'll come back to you uh, shortly on uh, a couple of other bits. There were um, some excellent. I think there were only two combined counties league fixtures in the Premier Division South. Uh, sorry, North at the weekend, and Dan, your fixture at Tadley didn't go ahead, did it either? Um, or no, last night? So or uh, yes, or last night at home again. to Fleet. So the games are going to start catching up. But you did catch uh, Silchester at home at uh, at Barlow's Park. Um, yeah, who were they playing against? Like you, North Warnborough. That was it. I had to get you to That's spell it out yeah. for me.
2: <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, really. Um, obviously, the the first the first team didn't have a fixture um for one reason or another that we probably shouldn't go into um <laughs> on the podcast but um yeah so the front pitch Silchester are playing there this season um due to they had a fire uh yes a, billion, um, a couple of years ago 18 months ago and obviously the changing facilities still aren't ready so they're having to play at Tadley at Barlow's Park at the moment on the front pitch um, so it was pretty much the only game on in West Berkshire on Saturday. So it was for a, I guess, a junior league. Um, it was quite a big crowd, but a Northants Cup game, which everyone thought was a semi-final.
1: <laughs> uh, in fact, you told me when I got there.
2: Yeah, so everyone anticipated, obviously, a, a good game, a competitive game, and then a winner on the day. But as it transpired, once... <laughs> The final whistle blew and it was nil nil uh the players shook hands and started walking back into chambering <laughs> confusion amongst everyone watching um so it turns out the league the basic Stoke league on north hants um for, for the north hants maze cup is now kind of a group stage and then a semi-final right. um a final so yeah <laughs> everyone was expecting penalties people rushed out of the clubhouse out of the bar to watch it and the game was over. It was it was very strange. It was very strange. I don't even think the players really knew what was going on, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was nice to see a game of football, to be honest. Um, yeah. as we alluded to, a lot of postponements at the weekend and, and midweek, so just nice scouting some fresh air and watch watch a game. Yeah. Not the best of games in 0-0 on a very slippery pitch once it had thawed out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Thanks, Dan. Well, let's uh, let's uh, just get a couple of big results at the weekend as well. Uh, Bracknell Town came from behind to beat Gosport Borough 4-3. Mm. That looked like quite a phenomenal game. But the big news, we asked the question last week on the podcast, can Binfield stay up? And I think they emphatically started to answer the question. Um, they beat Met Police 2-1, notwithstanding a horrible-sounding injury to striker Tyler DeCruz, who, um, according to the Met Police statement, required CPR Um I think was it on, I think was it? was it at the hospital or or I forget exactly. I think but it there was in was, the changing in, rooms according in to the change, statement. Yeah. yeah. Um so so some some absolutely horrible scenes. But they got the game finished. Binfield won that one. Um and I think what did we say? We said 10 wins, so that's there's nine wins left, you know. If they can get those in the bank early, um then, then we shall see. I think that will probably be the big story that's going to run and run, aside from can Slough hit the playoffs. Talking of Slough, we'll switch to the Thames Valley Counties Women's Football League Division One. And Scott, I'll bring you in on this one. Um, Slough Town Ladies top of the division by yeah. uh, nine points. Yeah, nine points. I'm just reading that right. Um, they do. They have played two games more than Larkspur Rovers and. Uh, four games more than uh, Tull has Panthers women, both teams on 27 points. So there is a title race there of sorts, but but currently Slough Town sitting pretty, Hannah Summers scoring all the goals and um, they won 3-2 uh, at the weekend against Rice Rangers ladies. Uh, hopefully Hannah Summers got two there as well and Isabella Jones. Um, Scott, how important is the, the ladies' team to the club um obviously in in this area we have ascot united and woodley united in the southern league premier division um how important is the ladies team to slough town
0: oh it's very important i mean they're all part of this uh, brilliant community that we're building up you know we have a disability team we have all the uh, youth teams they're very much part of it um hannah summers is you know been absolutely phenomenal this year every game she seems to score every single game so <laughs> the uh
1: the, the good challenge for her will be i mean i presume the team wants to go up the The challenge for her i guess will be um in the in the southern region uh first division you know can can she carry that that form across and, and that ability across and um, who yeah. else i know you've seen the team once or twice this season who else has stood out for you in that team
0: uh oh i'm just trying to think of names now um Caught me or not? I think. Sorry, Alice, Alice, Alice Eddie is a good yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's she's uh, very creative, and can uh, obviously supply uh, like the crosses for Hannah. So she's another one that's uh, you know very vital to that team.
1: Thanks, Scott. It's it's um it's it's obviously yes, it's it's good to see it's good to see. It'd be nice to have a couple more Berkshire sides a little further up the tables at the moment. We've got Reading Women yeah. in the um in the women's championship, we've got Maidenhead United in the National League uh, South West Division one, and then uh, everybody sort of gets bunched up a bit under that. So so the more mm-hmm. teams pushing upwards the the better. And obviously playing at playing at Arbour Park, it must be it must be a real strong draw for, for players to come into that team as well.
0: I think so. The the two guys who run the women's team are doing exceptionally well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they're just churning out results week in, week out. Yeah, hopefully they can keep it up
1: fingers crossed for that one. Um I just wanted to flag one of my favorite players ever that, that used to play for me. Um I noticed she'd scored uh over the weekend and she never managed to do that uh while she was while she was mm-hmm. playing for one of my teams. Um but it is Leanne Harkins managed to score a <laughs> managed to score a goal for Barks County during the week. I'm just looking for the for the, I think they're in the development division actually. Um there they are. They're second in the development division. Um it was 5-1 away to Raysbury village um i did message her to say well done on scoring she told me she's actually scored twice this season before that already so um i'd completely missed that as a <laughs> as a thing so so well done to her and well done to barks county um i suspect they won't be in the development division for long um looking at the list of players they've got there as well so um moving moving on from that um what were we going to talk about we were going to talk about uh, Reading women and Dan, um, I know we we talked about this in our in our little group a bit. Um, we've obviously had the, we the the food poisoning outbreak um, that also affected Wolverhampton Wanderers. I don't think we necessarily need to uh, need to blame anybody, but the the game at the weekend was called off. And I know Reading are playing Arsenal tonight on Wednesday night, so that is no, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be straightforward. That one is it?
2: No, I think um, oh, I think any team coming up against Arsenal women is um is never going to be straightforward um but the preparation i guess saturday being off they could have done with that game for a bit of match preparation um but yeah i mean you've got to say it's a it's pretty much a free hit this game um there's no expectations on red to i guess win the game so go out there and, and and do what they need to do i guess um yeah it will be a tough game
1: for sure yeah it's uh, it's um I think that one is that is tonight, um, which is which is Wednesday, seven o'clock at the Select Car Leasing Stadium. Mm. Um they it, I think it's the Continental Cup. if if Abby were around, she'd be she'd be tutting loudly at me. Um <laughs> because I'm not across the names of all the competitions. But um, yeah. Reading Reading currently bottom of their of their group, which includes Arsenal, Spurs, Southampton, Bristol City and Reading. Um so that you know, I think the 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 one game that they had in there that we thought they might get some points out of was the um, uh, was the Southampton game, um, which I think they form. One, did they win? Did this one? These ones go to penalties. I think I'm really showing my lack of knowledge. That was the
2: Bristol City the um, ah.
0: penalties. Ah,
1: okay, and there they got go.
2: beat by Southampton one yes. nil.
1: Oh, thanks, Dan. I should have All let right. you do that whole bit, shouldn't I? <laughs> um okay uh where else were we going to go um so we had we had running women we had um do you know what i've completely i really wish i'd written all of this down this is a a terrible effort at (laughs) podcast today um dan how uh is the combined counties league south division shaping up this season It's not one we focus on regularly but we've got sandhurst town in there and we've got tadley caliver in there
2: so Sandhurst are actually going really well I man. the They're picking up a lot of points. They're sixth in the form table over the last um, six games. So the start of the season, they started the season, I want to say, very slowly. Um, I know a lot of people pre-season expected them to be right up within the playoffs, um, given their how they won their league last season. Uh, the combined counties did one, and also the, I guess, the affiliation with Bracknell. Um, yep. And a lot of young players coming through. Um, it didn't. It didn't really work out at the beginning of the season, but yeah, they're they're flying now. Um, and I think they may they may make a late charge. I mean, the problem is in the combined county south. There's teams, as you'd expect, like Sandhurst that play on a three G pitch. Sandhurst, Alton, um, Cobham, and fleet who have played a lot more games than everyone else in the league. Yeah. Um, so, for example, ourselves at Tadley, we've we're not even halfway through the season. We've only played eighteen <laughs> games. Um, so the playoffs, the playoff picture is a bit tough to read. I think Farnham are going to win the league. They they've won eighteen out of eighteen, and I don't think anyone's expecting anything less from them. Um, then you got the likes of Napier, Rangers and Jersey, who will probably be in the playoffs. And then it could be one of eight nine teams making up that last playoff spot. Um so yeah, as we mentioned, Tadley and Sandhurst are in and around that, but Sandhurst have played more games than anyone else in the league. So it it, it could be a big task for them to obviously get into that yeah. last spot. So um yeah it's shaping up quite nicely. Um and also in combined counties Div won as well the, the pr- promotion race there amongst the Berkshire teams is really tight. You've got Langley, uh, Bart's County, yateley all in and yeah. around. Ever seen California as well. A couple of places off it.
1: So It doesn't look like anybody's catching Amersham Town, does it?
2: No. So we've got <laughs> Amersham Town in the League Cup. Sorry, Tadley have got Amersham Town in the League Cup um, next midweek. So we'll see just how good they are, I guess. Um, yeah. They have a player, Jake Tabor, who has had a few trials with Wickham. He's scored 55 goals already this season, so <laughs> it's, um, yeah, one of them, I think.
0: <laughs> I saw Jake Tabor play for Rainers Lane in the uh, playoff final last year, and he looked the business then, so... Yeah, yeah. so dropping uh,
2: down again, then, obviously, Rainers Lane are... Yeah. in combined counties north as well, so they've, um, after a bit of drama... Post season or pre season for Rainers Lane? Um, yeah, they seem to have kind of stabilised for the season and are uh, taking that by storm as well. So, yeah. In in the north though, uh, Tom, how do if I can ask you a question? What yeah. Is your how how they look like a bit a bit in trouble at the minute?
1: That's it's 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 really hard to tell. They've had so many games off. Um, it's really hard to get uh, to, to kind of get an accurate accurate picture of. Of what's going on, you know. I mean, but but Hilltop obviously a bottom, but they've only played fifteen games. Like the whole the whole division is a mess. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's re- it's really frustrating when. But but you know you you understand at step five why why games are off here and there. But you've got some teams who have played twenty three and could be in trouble. Edgeware and Kingsbury being the being the first one that, that yeah. crops up. And then you've got other teams that have played 15, but are bottom of the league. And that's got to affect you as a player, hasn't it? You're bottom of the league. And then you've got the extra pressure of having to go and maybe win seven games there. Mm-hmm. Whereas previously, if everybody was on the same and, and and of course you can't just go, oh well, if they're off, we'll have to call all the games off. Everybody else has to keep playing. Otherwise we end up with uh, with the, with everything else. But it's it's the same at the it's the same at the top as well. Um, you know, Reading City have played 17 games. Everybody else in the playoffs has played 20, 21, 22. So it makes it almost impossible to, to, to predict. Although I know... um Let's just have a quick look at the yeah uh, the, the predictive final table on football web pages, which does throw up a few oddities at mm-hmm. times, but they've got um, they've got they've got Wokingham finishing nineteenth of twenty and Wallingford and Cromarsh filling finishing bottom with uh, Reading City in the playoffs. So who yeah. knows how I'm not sure of the metrics behind that, but um it, it's It's, it's hard, game, isn't it? probably probably it is but it's it, it makes it really hard to um, really hard to predict mm, um scott is there a team at that at step 5 that you follow
0: um no but i've uh, i've visited Yately recently it's nice um, there isn't it it's very nice oh, there brilliant yeah that was a great clubhouse great setup and they look like they're going places so mm. um especially after the season they had last year as well yeah yeah so it's just, it just depends if Slough have a game on a Saturday. Yeah. I'll have a look around and just, you know, pick somewhere I haven't been. So
1: <laughs> it's a, when, when we visited, um, they hadn't quite yet got around to putting the floodlights in, but the, the, the bottom half of the, of the floodlight was, was there ready to go. Um, yeah. which was, which was really, which was really handy. Um, one game we did trail last week was the FA Interleague Cup between, uh, Thames Valley Premier League and Dorset. And that game was called off quite early, um, to avoid Dorset having to travel, um, which I think, you know, ultimately was was quite sensible. Um that's that kind of thing would have had really angry supporters saying, why don't you give it a chance on mm-hmm. Twitter? Whereas if they'd called it off late, it would have had really angry supporters saying, well, it was obvious it was going to be off. Um, which is which is a the, the the regular thing at the moment at this time of year. Um I guess just to round off, um, there is a there is a bit of Windsor information. Um, the Barks and Bucks, Charles Twelve Tree Trophy semi-finals uh, are coming up this weekend. The twenty seventh, Windsor and Eton are at home to my my boys Burfield. Um so uh, hoping for a for a for a big blue win there. Um <laughs> sorry to all the of the Windsor and Eton fans watching uh, and listening. Um and then in the other semi-final, uh, it's that's a it's a really good matchup at Bisham Abbey, Maidenhead Town versus Finch Hampstead. Um probably probably over the last few years, the the division, the Thames Valley Premier League Premier Divisions, aside from maybe Reading YMCA, um the, the top four, the top four sides at that level at step seven. Um, so we will see how those pan out. Um, I don't know where the final. I, don't, I can't remember where the final normally is for that one. Um, but Scott, just to round off, I'm going to give you give you a minute or two on Windsor Royals. You are regularly down watching <laughs> the Windsor Royals, and I think it's only fair that I give you a short amount of time to uh, to cover to talk about those guys.
0: Okay. Um, I've just actually noticed there's actually a Sunday uh, non-league day in March.
1: If oh, are... is there really? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I just happened to notice it on um, X this morning. I think it's on the 24th of March. It's the day after actual non-league day. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's Hopefully, good. Uh, yeah, get Windsor Royals involved in that.
1: Um, do you know what? Now, it rings a bell because I think that's come out of Caversham United. Yeah, I think you're um, right, yeah whose yeah. women's team I meant to mention um, won their first game of the season on Saturday. <laughs> they won 2-1 against, I think, Penn and Tyler's Green. And the winner was, a, was an absolutely brilliant free kick. But uh, no, this was about Windsor Royals. Um, yep. So, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the club um, and why you follow them.
0: Well, they were formed about two and a half years ago now uh, by Connor and Michael, their twin brothers. Um, mm. They basically wanted to set up a team for their friends and anybody else who wanted to join. Just as you know, just to play for the enjoyment of it. Um, I used to follow State Pages Saints, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, they folded, so I happened to notice a new team having a friendly one day over in Eaton Wick and just went over and watched the game. And obviously, when I go, I take a few photos, try and capture some of the videos of the goals, and they were absolutely delighted, you know, because I, I tagged them in everything, and because they're such a nice group of lads, I just carried on going to see them they had a a, you know really they had a great first season where they won a couple of trophies Mm. uh got promoted sort of like leveled out in the next season but um they're they're still playing at a very good level i think some really good players in there i I just enjoy, yeah you know going to see them
1: some of the some of the goals you've recorded them scoring are are pretty spectacular
0: (laughs) Again, on Sunday when they they beat Sing Sabah three one in a cup game, I mean the, the wind again was atrocious. <laughs> um, and luckily, when they had the wind in their favour, they managed to get um, three goals. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Thanks, Scott. Um, Dan, just to finish off, you've got a couple of bits you wanted to bring up.
2: Yeah, on the um, on the subject of Sunday football, we obviously we had. Um, a Reading and District Sunday League side in the FA Sunday Cup on on Sunday just gone. So FC Babco, uh who play in the senior division, um, unfortunately were beaten. Um, I believe it was in the last sixteen to previous winners um, over in Leighton in Essex. Um, so obviously that that's it's unlucky for them, but for a team only formed a few years ago, I think that's a great achievement. Um, I know Berfield have played in it and progressed quite far in recent times. Um, So it's good to see another side from the area. Um, Yeah, obviously progressing and and making a name for themselves in the Sunday cup. They do have some very, very good players signed on. (laughs) um, Woodley United managers, Jordan Clark's played a couple of games from this season. Um, Sanchez Park, um, McCoy-Palmer, to name a few. So, yeah, some very, very good um, non-league players from around, yeah. around the area do play for FC Bapco. So, yeah, I mean, brilliant for them um, and a great journey they've obviously been on and move from strength to strength.
1: Excellent. Um, and the vacancy at Kingsley you wanted to mention as well?
2: Yeah, so, um, again, topic of women's football. Um, Kingsley ladies who... Tom, you may have to remind me of the league they play in. It's the same as S4K. Uh,
1: they are the Thames Valley Counties Women's Football League Division 2.
2: Yeah, so they're currently looking for a manager um, to come in and lead the team. Uh, they did have a player manager who's now unfortunately left, so does leave that vacant spot for anyone interested in progressing a women's football team in West Berkshire.
1: Lovely. Thanks, Dan. Um, right, we will round up. That for today um we probably should do a preview of the weekend's action but uh i reckon the weather's going to get across most of it so uh no, okay fine fine let's, right. let's do a very very quickly scott where are you going at the weekend
0: well uh playing bottom of the table dover away in dover straightforward win then yeah well we don't so yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't so that especially after getting moment. a point at worthing so yeah yeah that's a long old trip that. Mm.
1: <laughs> Goodness me. Um Dan what about you?
2: I will obviously be at Tadley. Um yeah. we're hoping to get a game on finally for this year. <laughs> First home <laughs> game. Um but if not I think Hungerford against Swindon Supermarine will be a good game. Obviously Supermarine have been down there in that league but they are picking up some good points they lost. I think it was last last few minutes to uh, Paul Town yesterday so mm-hmm. should be an interesting game Hungerford obviously looking to reach those playoff positions so it'll be interesting to see how that, that pans out
1: um, I'm just going to pick a game from Sunday uh, in the FA Women's National League Um Maiden Edge United have Cambridge United their equivalent level, the Southeast Division in the FA Women's National League Cup. Uh, that game, I think, is at York Road. Um, if we che- we'll be able to check that and uh, and uh, and pop that in later. But uh, those those I think are the games we're looking forward to at the weekend. Um, perhaps perhaps the one we haven't spoken about is you know Binfield have taken this first win of the season. Can they do it again at High Flying Southall? Mm. Um, that is going to be one hell of a test for them. So we'll leave it there. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, hopefully, Rob will be back in the hot seat next week because I was absolutely useless at organising uh, any <laughs> sort of agenda today. So apologies to anybody listening who felt a little bit of a roller coaster up and down, all over the place. But thanks, Scott McNeish, for joining us and talking about uh, talking about Slough Town. Pleasure. Thank you. And Dan Walkley, thanks, mate. We'll see you soon.
2: Thank you very much. Pleasure. Bye. Bye. Take care. Thank you. Mm.